0: Anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest, I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. This is Richard Hazel. Um, Today, I hope, you know, I don't script anything, so you never know what I'm going to say. I'm going to try to be really diplomatic and at the same time um, answer some of the sort of, um, I don't know, like angry comments that I get sometimes on my social media posts. I posted this week about um, nerve entrapments of the occipital nerve and how it can affect headaches and migraines, and someone who is more of a purist, uh, traditional acupuncturist didn't like it, and she, she really wanted to say that really... You know, my approach was BS and really you need to find the root cause and then there will be magic. And I was saying, you know, acupuncture isn't magic. It only seems like magic if you don't really understand what the problem was. And I think that's the case for patients a lot of times. If they don't know what the problem is and you put some needles in and then they feel better, it seems like magic. But when we're educating our patients, obviously, It's not magic, and they should understand that it's not magic, Um, and if we understand, if we explain it clearly, they can help themselves as well because now they understand the real problem, the root cause of the problem. And so I wanted to kind of um, take on some of the um, dogma that we find in our community, in our profession. Um, Most people who studied acupuncture studied traditional Chinese medicine. Um, acupuncture, which, as you know, um, was a standardization of different lineages um, in in China um, put together by people who were primarily Chinese herbalists. Um, The acupuncturists had, I guess because it was outlawed for so long as witchcraft or whatever, um, when they decided to bring acupuncture back, they had to standardize it so it could be spread around and taught to everybody, and they had to kind of reassemble their knowledge. And, you know, they had Chinese herbalists doing it. So, what we have with TCM acupuncture is basically an adjunct to Chinese herbal medicine. We have a TCM diagnosis, a pattern diagnosis that's based on herbology. So, we're looking at fluid metabolism, we're looking at heart rate, and Vascular changes. We're looking at facial changes. Um, you know, looking at the tongue. That's all water metabolism, right? So um, we're we're really thinking like Chinese herbalists. And and I just have to say, um, my experience of trying to treat injury and pain, chronic pain especially, using a Chinese herbal pattern diagnosis to know where to put my needles was not effective, not very effective. Um, what 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 I will say is if you put needles into a person, whether that's um, distal points, more from the tan and tongue world, or you do it from a Japanese Kiko perspective, or you do it from... Um, A HARA diagnosis, uh, traditional Japanese, or you do it from a TCM perspective, you you will have a beneficial effect on the autonomic nervous system. It will it will often bring somebody into a more parasympathetic state where they can heal better. And if you do reduce stress, you do reduce and you put someone into better parasympathetic state, better heart rate variability, um, better healing, lower stress hormones. You a big dump of of feel good um, chemicals from the brain, they will feel better. Um, you'll the muscles will relax a bit, so you can have an effect on chronic pain and sports injury with a traditional approach using distal points, etc. The problem will be that. The, the results very likely will not last because the person has to get off the table and go back to what they normally do. And it's going to bring back their pain. Um, whether it's a sports injury or it is a chronic pain, they're only going to feel good for a certain amount of time. And they certainly can't go back to the sport they're playing if, they're, if they have a sports injury um, and you're treating it with a traditional approach like TCM. I mean... When you think about it, um, why would you want to treat a physical issue of the muscles, posture, nerve entrapments, etc., with an internal herbal formula? Basically, it's it's a healthier version of taking Advil, right? Because you're really just you're really just taking someone's pain level down. You're not correcting the problem, even if you tell yourself that the problem is uh, chi stagnation and spleen chi deficiency, et cetera, you are not, I mean, how long does it take to to boost spleen chi deficiency? Uh, my experience is like a lifelong um, issue. If, if someone's looking at your tongue and you're taking your pulse, uh, I think you're pretty much stuck with spleen chi deficiency and chi stagnation, okay? That's like the human experience. So how, I mean, how much effect can you actually make and if you're dealing with athletes, especially pro athletes who make money with their body by, by getting out into a sport, um, they need quick results. So my priority as an acupuncturist, and the whole reason that I focus only on pain and mobility, is because my top priority is to give excellent, consistent, fastest possible results. For patients. And I mean same-day results. It's very rare that people do not have a positive feeling at the end of treatment where they're let they have less pain and more mobility. It's very rare. And if it does happen, I'm suspecting something is going on outside of a musculoskeletal issue. So that is my top priority. Provide pain relief in the first visit and over the course of treatments which may be 3 to 5 visits if they're close to you know close together um i want to get them to where they're back to their normal life higher quality of life they're back to playing the sport that they love same week if possible and and they only need to see me like once a month for a while and then once every other month for you know for as long as they feel like they need it um, if you're treating chronic pain, I'm thinking of my seniors here, tra- treating chronic pain with a, a distal or traditional approach, you are diminishing their pain temporarily, but that person is basically stuck with you for life, because, like regularly, okay? And, you know, I'm sure plenty of people are making a whole lot more money than I am because that's their approach, and they're happy with that, but my top priority isn't just pain reduction, it is actually to correct the problem on a physical level, I'm not that concerned that they have spleen cheek deficiency or chi stagnation, etc., okay, um, the, the effective way to get someone out of pain is to address muscle shortening, we, you know, we, when people have knee pain, back pain, neck pain, et cetera, it's because of muscle shortening, postural things, right? And we need to address the tight, short muscles in order to get them out of pain for a long period of time. I'm not trying to just take the pain down. The pain will subside when we correct the ischemic, tight, short muscles. So that's always going to be my approach. Number one, top priority, and you know you could you. There are many people who want to say, "Oh well," but the underlying issue is their relationships with their parents. It's driving God's stressed upper traps are tight because of liver gallbladder sort of stuff. Um, that's that's okay. Um, you can address that, but why make them wait? However many weeks it takes. that pain to subside with like twice a week treatment come on address it today get it done then if you want to work on the emotional stuff using an internal medicine approach perfect they're still going to stick around with you and they're going to be happy because they're not in pain and they like acupuncture and they like the stress reduction and they love when the autonomic nervous system goes into a more parasympathetic dominant state, they sleep better. They don't have as as many digestive issues. All of those things that that internal medicine is so good for, you know, um, knowing what which style of acupuncture to use for the patient's chief complaint is what I'm really advocating here. I'm not saying throw away as I was told I was doing uh, in my comment section that i was throwing away thousands of years of of knowledge as mythology well you know a lot of a lot of traditional medicine is mythology if you study it and you see that you're using i ching or you're talking about the spirits of the organs or if you're doing some sort of treatment where you're trying to expel demons like a you know an internal dragons external dragons come on that's that is mythology okay you can you can try to um, connect it to the nervous system etc which is what i try to do in explaining it to patients but let's let's be clear and honest with ourselves that a lot of traditional medicine was based on mythology and theory and not really on science so when i'm rejecting mythology and theory, it's only because I'm saying it is inferior for treating musculoskeletal issues, postural issues, sports injury. Um, an internal approach for pain reduction is probably fine for a somebody who has an acute injury, because even traditional um, acupuncture will will take down some of the pain and improve some blood circulation, et cetera, right? Um, it's not as fast as using a more um, neuroanatomical approach, but if that's the tool you have, you'll have a positive effect, and they'll come and see you for the six weeks that it takes for the healing to happen, six to eight weeks. They're going to feel better. They're fine. But if you want to address chronic pain, do you want to deal with people who had pain for years? Um, I highly recommend you learn how to treat the muscles. Because somebody who has chronic pain has had a level of compensation, movement patterns, shortening of muscles, nerve entrapments that are not going to respond well to an internal approach. And they're probably not gonna stick around very long because they've already seen five, eight other experts. They've been to Cleveland Clinic and the Mayo Clinic They've been to neurologists, endocrinologists. They gave you a list of fifteen medications that they're on. They are not hanging around for more than a couple visits, especially if they pay out of pocket and they don't have insurance coverage. Um, I'm not even going to talk about people who are able to just run an insurance uh, practice and just pack people in and see eight people an hour or whatever. That's not my that's not my style because my top priority. Is patient focused and not long-term business success Uh, like the for me it's it's got to be about that one person in the room getting better today so when I'm working on somebody with chronic pain I need to really understand the history and so I know where to start and I need to treat the muscles that are causing the most pain so that when they leave, they have a reduction in pain that lasts. And the next time I see them, we add on to that and we treat the same muscles to keep improving the muscle elasticity and flexibility. We take pressure off of nerves. We get blood circulation back to ischemic areas, especially in the elderly. And we, and we work segmentally, of course. Eventually, even if they... Um, don't have major issues with their spine. Eventually, it's good to work segmentally just, just to keep those little multifidus muscles um, flexible so that we don't have any um, recurring issues with muscle tension. Um, so, but that, but really the top goal has to be the person in the room right then getting better today. And I guarantee you if you're treating... From a distal perspective, you really don't like to ask the patient, how are you feeling um, too often? Because a lot of times their feedback is not going to be very positive. They're, you're going to really tell them, okay, you know, don't expect anything to feel better. For the next 10 visits, it's got to take 10 or 20 visits before you can even expect to feel better. And uh, who wants to wait that long? I don't. Um, when I'm in pain, I want relief today. So I will adamantly argue against people going against um, adopting what we know from modern science into giving people the best outcomes possible. If you don't, you know, I didn't become an acupuncturist because of my loyalty to any nation or their tradition or their sensitive um, egos, anything like that. I became an acupuncturist because I had gotten good relief from acupuncture as a patient. I was never able to go back to the sports activities that caused my back pain, but I had pain relief and stress reduction, and I liked it, and I stuck around, and I started to learn about Qigong and Chinese medicine, and my acupuncturist said, you should consider becoming an acupuncturist. And only when I got into school and I found out that there was different styles of acupuncture and that one of them was based more on modern science, and in the process of learning it, my back pain was resolved so that I no longer had to baby my, my back and was able to then go back to things like kickboxing, without a problem. Once I experienced that correction that was long-lasting and allowed me a better quality of life, then I knew that that was what I wanted to do for, for my career, for the rest of my life. Help people in pain, especially people living with chronic issues, to feel better as soon as possible with long-lasting results, no matter who discovered, named it, um, taught it, etc. Okay, um, so if I'm if, if you want to come into my section with some hateful comments, and 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 complain that I'm throwing out you know ancient Chinese um, theory, etc. You feel free, but I'm gonna come back at you because. On behalf of my patients, it it is a worthy debate to have. My patients would very certainly argue on my behalf, um, because of the results that they've that they've gotten, and I, I I'm talking of people of all ages. So you know, if you want to believe that you can't treat old people or you can't treat old people with stimulation, or you can't do trigger points on old people cuz they're too deficient. Um feel, you know, you're probably not um trained in a, a style well enough to be able to do it without negative ramifications. Um but don't assume that because of your Bad experiences or failures or pre um, prejudices against um, people of advanced age, that it's that you're that it can't be done because it absolutely can be done, and and I do use electric stimulation on people over seventy or eighty without a problem, and I do not knock them out; they're not fatigued after their treatments. Um, they, uh, they often tell me things like I had a spring in my step on my way out of the treatment last week. Um, so a lot of that is mythology. I'm sorry to burst the bubble, but if you haven't actually challenged it in your own thinking and attempted to do things differently based on science, then you're just living in a paradigm. You're just living in a dogma that is very likely keeping your chronic pain patients from getting better faster with longer lasting results. So, all right, that's my rant. Um, it won't always be like that, but you know, if you're gonna come in my comment section, I am gonna come back and 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 defend me and my patients because we're both happy. We're all happy with using science as the justification for our treatments. Okay, have a great week. I will talk to you next week.